The Daily Rios for Thursday, July twenty third. I finally finished all four seasons of Heroes yesterday. It's been a long journey. I watched Heroes season one years ago. I never watched it when it was actually airing. Maybe I might have seen an episode or two of the first season. Um, so I watched the first season a while back, years back, and then had to watch it again because I stopped watching Heroes. And continued on season two, season three, season four, finally finishing it up yesterday in marathon sessions. I would do, you know, three or four episodes a day for this last season. All of it in anticipation of Heroes Reborn that is coming out in September. Um, I can't say that I'm, you know, really a fan of this series, you know, it's not something I'm like, wow, heroes. No, I watched it because I wanted to watch it. It has some comic book stuff in it. And I'm trying to absorb all of this, you know, geek pop culture, uh, you know, um, Chuck and heroes and Smallville, 10 seasons of that. And I just watched the last uh, Transformers movie today, uh, Age of Extinction. That was a long movie. Uh, you know, but hey, seeing Optimus Prime on uh, a T-Rex, that was awesome. So so I said, you know what, I'm going to watch Heroes. I'm going to absorb it all. And that's what I did. And I'm just going to talk a little about it. I don't know if you all out there have seen it, if you're interested in Heroes Reborn, if you're going to watch it. Um, if you've never seen Heroes, this is sort of how I would break it down. Watch season one. Uh, which they call Volume 1 Genesis. It's it's worth it in that um, maybe it's not so much... It's hard because you've probably seen shows like this since Heroes, shows that have done it better. Um, it's So it's not new in hindsight, but uh, you know at the time it probably was. And when I was watching the first season, I could see how it was a little slow, but I could see where the formula of the show was developing because it was all about the discovery of powers and how these characters connected and how they were related. Um, the characterization, the emotional aspect of that first season and the mystery, the mystery um, that was building to the end. You know, it, it worked. It really did work in that first season because it was all so new. Watching it week to week, it's a slow build, but if you watch it in chunks, it, it does work uh, better. Um, the only downfall is you start to question, hey, how did they get from Texas to New York so fast in just one episode? And there's a lot of jumping around and things kind of repeat itself and characters are struggling with certain, you know, they're just struggling with their with themselves or their powers and the struggle just seems to be going on too long. I don't know, you know. It, it still works, though. I really enjoyed Mohinder's narrations. It seemed to really fit. It, it made the show have its own voice, its own unique storytelling. Um, then came season two, which was called Generations. And this had the unfortunate aspect of the writer's strike with it. So it was only about, what, 13, 18 episodes or something like that. I think 13. Um and a lot of the same beats were being repeated. It was this whole thing. They were trying to stop this apocalyptic future. Um, there was a mystery in that most of the main characters had uh, had adults in their lives who uh, had this mystery surrounding them. And we're starting to learn that history. But I don't know. It just it, it didn't feel like enough. It didn't feel like it had enough weight. 
there was a subplot with Hero in Japan that went on way too long. Um, Kristen Bell was introduced in this episode in the season. Uh, we had a, a family in New Orleans that was connected to Micah, one of the younger characters in the show, and that character came and went. There was hardly anything to do with this character. She had an interesting power and it was like gone. She was gone. There was nothing really built on her. Um, there was another sub sub story with uh, two characters, Maya and Alejandro that went nowhere. Again, it was, you could really feel that this season really shit the bed. It was not good. Um, season three started off, half the season was called Villains. The other half was called Fugitives. In villains, boy, what a colossal letdown! You, you know, here could have, this could could have been a season of another sense of like exploration, right? Why people go bad instead of why they go good, just as uh, Mohinder narrates a lot in that first season. Um, you know, then you would have had this core group of villains instead of heroes, except the villains that we were given weren't they weren't I don't want to use the word likable. They just weren't enjoyable as characters. I, I didn't find them interesting. And the main villain um, was an interesting choice why they chose to go this direction. Uh, and there were times where there was this real potential for, for a buildup on both sides. And there were a few episodes near the end, two, a two-part episode called Eclipse, uh, right near the ending of the season, or the end of this half of the season, that was really decent. And then it went nowhere. It just went nowhere. They introduced a new speedster, uh, Bria Grant. She's just a horrible actor. Um, Matt Parkman, who's a telepath who is in the entire show. Um, he had this vision quest thing. His storylines are never really interesting to me. He's not that great of an actor either. So, um, yeah, it, it was up and down. Then the middle of season three, uh, a new volume called Fugitives, I noticed that they brought on Mark Verheiden uh, as a producer and maybe even as a story writer, concept developer, or whatever. Um, and if you know Mark, he has his hands on a lot of sci-fi genre, Battlestar Galactica and other stuff. And all of a sudden, the show seemed to find a new energy and a new focus. Everybody was on the run from uh, one of the characters, Nathan, and his political ties and all that. Um, there was, I don't know, just something about it. I was with it. I was with it. Um, Micah was back and he was helping everybody. Uh, John Glover makes a surprise guest appearance, which was really awesome. And Siler was back. And the whole thing is that he's going to take the uh, position of the president. He's going to he's going to replace the president, which was Michael Dorn as Obama, which was pretty funny. Um, and he's not the only Star Trek char uh, actor that appears on the show. So season, the back half of season three, I liked. I really liked. I was really getting into it. And it ended okay, and I was, I was thrilled about the potential for the next season, season four, volume five, Redemption. And we got this interesting background, a little bit of a new way to tell the story. There's this carniv carnival of freaks, and uh, yet they're all powered, so they're freaks who belong, right? Um, there's a, a lead character, Samuel. Um, he has some ideas about where, what the, the evolved humans should do and where they should be. Of course, he has his own, you know, plans and machinations and he becomes a villain. But, um, it, it got me, it got me for the first bunch of episodes. This, this one was only 18 episodes 
And then, you know, it it kind of fell under its own weight again. Too much talking. Uh, Samuel just wouldn't shut up. Um, Claire's character flip-flopped the cheerleader. She flip-flopped too much um, between, you know, being with her father and then being with Samuel and not being with her father and not being with Samuel. Um, there's a whole mystery with uh, the character of Tracy that was kind of pushed to the side. Matt Parkman's story I could care less about. Mohinder just seemed to vanish by the end of the season. So, you know... Yeah, you could tell they were losing viewership and losing ground, and you know, eventually NBC canceled it. I didn't mind season four. There were some episodes there in the later in the teens that I was watching back to back, and they all just felt the same. So there was a new character, Emma. She she was kind of cool. She was deaf, and whenever she her um, her power was, uh, she couldn't hear mu- sounds, but she could see it through color, and 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 then utilize that as a power. So that was kind of cool. That made for some interesting, different visuals and uh, different scenes. So I was glad that they did that. Mostly, though, uh, the show was ready to end. And then they end on a cliffhanger setting up Volume 6, which would be called Brave New World, but then the show got canceled. Um, By the way, in Season 4, Iris, the actress Candace Patton, who plays Iris in The Flash, is in two episodes of Heroes. So she was just destined to be on one of these shows. So, Volume 6, Season 5 never happened, but, but, you know, we got Heroes Reborn, so I have to imagine, and they're taking, letting that age, right? So, Heroes Reborn takes place five years after Season 4, just like in normal TV time. Um, so, before I get to that, I, the thing I really, the thing I liked about Heroes the most is the integration of realism in terms of their actors and their characters. Uh, you know, we had Nikki, who was a uh, uh, kind of a schizophrenic, I guess you could say, and she had uh, someone who she called her sister, Jessica, even though they looked alike. Um, you know, she was married to uh, a black man who could phase through things, um, D, um, DL, DL, and they had a son, Micah, so there was a nice integrated family. Um Hiro and Ando, Japanese characters, and spoke mostly in Japanese throughout the whole show. Um, Peter Petrelli in the first season, uh, and um, a character named Isaac Mendez, who could see the future and paint the future uh, whenever he went in a trance, had a little bit of a love triangle with a, with a character named Simone, who was also black, uh, or probably mixed in season two, as I said, they brought in uh, Maya and Alejandro, who are from Mexico. Uh, so they did a lot to kind of just, as uh, Chandra Rhimes calls it, normalize television. Just make TV look like what the world actually looks like. And that part, I really liked. I mean, obviously with Mohinder uh, being Indian. So that part of Heroes was great. I hope they keep that up with Heroes Reborn. They did mention in the Heroes Reborn San Diego Comic-Con panel that the show, the first run of the show, the first four seasons, was shot all around California. And yet, when I watched it, I thought for sure they were doing on-location shots in, I don't know, Japan and India or or elsewhere. And here, uh, creator Tim Kring talked about that with Heroes Reborn, they're able to really open up and do actual location shoots. So good on them for making it seem like uh, they were in these places 
before, even though it was fake. So, or maybe I'm just not good at spotting that, which I don't know. Sometimes you can tell on TV and other times you can't. Um, but I thought it was done well. So those are two things that I, I thought the first run of the show did well. So with the second run of the show, Heroes Reborn, um, I have to watch it now that I've invested all this time. Zach Levi's in it. Me and my girl are still watching Chuck. We're on season four where Chuck is searching for his mother. In this new season, in this new 13-episode miniseries, uh, we have Matt Parkman. He's back from the original run. Heroes back. Mohinder, HRG, Horn, uh, Noah Bennett, Horn Rim Glasses guy, uh, Angela Petrelli, the Haitian Renee. Um, will they ever touch on what happened with Nikki and Tracy and the third member of the triplet, triplet Barbara? You know? I don't know if they do anything with that. Uh, there was a scene in later seasons where Ando developed powers or obtained powers, and he was supposedly supposed to kill Hero in Japan, and that never resolved, so who knows? Maybe that'll play out. I'm kind of hoping that Micah will come back, and, and they did... Well, I'm sorry. He will be back. They've shown him in the trailer, but it would be really interesting if he was a villain. I mean, think about it. He has no parental figures. Both his parents are dead. It's five years later after Claire reveal, reveals herself to the world. There's no adult figure in his life. There could be a nice little interesting twist. He has a very powerful power ability, controlling technology. Uh, that would be great. And for Siler, I thought what could be really cool is use him as, if he's not going to appear in the show, which I don't think he is, use him as a boogeyman type warning, right? Like if someone abuses their powers, the Siler will get you. Siler will come for you. If you know Watership Down, if you know the movie or the novel, uh, they used to always say that at the end, the general will get you, right? So that would be cool. The Siler will get you. I have no real speculations on what's going to happen. I'm just going to watch it and, and see if they make good on their promise of, you know, learning what has gone on in television all these all this time in this five-year gap. And how can they make the show that this that the first season was and develop it and make it its own again and push some of the action, which I was looking more for, um, keep the character development, keep the mystery a mystery if there is one. Um, you know, these are all things I'm hoping for. There's also an app, apparently, where you can watch a lot of content. I'll probably download it. There are some webisodes that I want to watch from the original series, too, that aren't great from what I'm reading. But, uh, you know, I, I just I want to absorb it all. So that's what I'm going to do. And um, I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I spent the time. Um, if anybody out there is, if you've watched Heroes, if you're excited about it, let me know. Let me know what you think. If there's any theories out there that I'm missing. Um, I thought it was also an, an interesting way of talking about, real quick, what my power is. And if you have, does anybody out there have a power, a mundane power? Uh, kind of like what J. Michael Straczynski did in Rising Stars, that Top Cow series, where sometimes some people just had these, these little things, right, that were abilities. Mine is totally silly. Whenever you have two piles of something that need to be joined, and if I grab from each pile, eight times out of ten, I swear, what I grabbed matches up perfectly. So say like bags and boards, I will grab the same amount from each pile. Random grabbing. Just totally grab. I'll grab like, you know, 20 out of one, 20 out of the other. Um, I remember at San Diego Comic-Con one year, I think it was San Diego, I was at the Ape booth hanging out and I was helping them 
put flyers in comics or something like or or in bags and boards or in a bag or something like that. Grabbed one pile, grabbed the other, put them together. It perfectly lined up. Did it a second time, perfectly lined up again. And I don't know something. About, <laughs> I, I kind of take notice when that happens. So it's a silly mundane power, but it is the power that I have. So let me know if you have a power like that. All right, this has been the Daily Rios for Thursday, July 23rd. If you have any thoughts on Heroes and Heroes Reborn, let me know, and we'll talk to you soon.